Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Angie Austin and right now and friend. Hello, Michelle (laughs) Ron. Good morning, Miss Angie. So fun to be here with you. You know, uh, I also, you know, do interviews with you on my other show. And uh, so we talked early, early, early this morning. And now we're talking in the afternoon. And I guess 5 o'clock would be early evening because we're on at 2 and then 5 in the afternoon. And uh, I've got several good news stories to share with you. And this morning we talked about parenting. And I kind of gave a little bit of background before you came on that you were a teacher for years. And that uh, in 2004 you became Miss Senior America. And that during... uh, Columbine, it was life-changing for you because you had taught one of the boys who was one of the shooters. Correct. And you had a heart attack that day, and you pretty much said, you know, God, I'm opening the door to... This is to it. You where do you, where what do, do you, you have want, in mind? What do you have in mind mm-hmm. for my life? And Correct. And so you've been speaking and sharing your faith, and uh, you do this weekly, but almost daily now. You speak... I enjoy it, and I'm very thankful that the Lord lets an old retired teacher... Um, deliver his lesson plans. And that's my prayer, is that it's strictly his. And that it's so fun to be with you on this, because I think that he has directed us to talk of topics that, gosh, I would never have have, um, done before. And uh, he just, he will take over if we let him, if we let him. And I think that's kind of like, I've been um, re-studying Purpose Driven Life by Uh Rick Warren. And uh, the first chapter really hit me because, you know, when I get up at 3 a.m. or 3.30, I think it's not about you, Angie, that you Mm -hmm. need to get up and God's got a plan for you. So, you know, it's not all about you and you're tired or you're this or you have a sore throat or, you know, you would rather take a nap or it's not about me Mm -hmm. if if God wants to use me for a purpose. And I don't know if I ever told you this, Michelle, but, you know, I didn't grow up, you know, in a Christian family per se. I mean, my Mm -hmm. mom had a Bible, but we weren't regular churchgoers by any means. And uh, my parents named me Angela after my grandmother, Angel, which means messenger of God, Mm. which I think is very interesting that I end up in Christian radio after what would have been a start that never would have guided me in this direction. No coincidences. None. Yes. It's a wonderful story. Wonderful story. I also love the Rick Warren. Um, I attended, I was a mentor mom for MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers, for 11 years. And once at the convention, he was our keynote speaker. Oh. And I was very concerned at that time. Uh, in fact, I was entering the Miss Senior America pageant at the time, and I was writing. And I was going to be um, judged by people on the other end reading what I had written. I did not know if they were Christian. I didn't know if I should put um, my faith down. First words out of Rick Warren's mouth for that conference was, were, be bold about Christ. Christ will take care of the other end. And I came home, rewrote what I had written, and won 
well, it was a it was a competition for some money for the Mops organization. But God will take over if we let him on that. I love mm-hmm. that. I did I too. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, he actually, Rick Warren told one of my girlfriends, Leah Schaefer, who just sang mm-hmm. for the Broncos. Right, on, the oh, National you know Anthem. Leah. Oh, very yeah, well. she just sang the National Anthem the other day. And when she was recruited to be on Real Housewives of Orange County, mm-hmm. you know, she's a singer and she's had, a, you know, a fair amount of success. And she uh, thought, well, maybe that would take her to the next level in her singing because she'd become, you know, famous sure. through doing the television show and Rick said I don't think you should do the show and she mm-hmm. didn't I said do you regret it and she said absolutely not that mm-hmm. she did not do it she does oh, not God is it. using her mightily oh, I'll mightily say. in a lot of different facets and it's very fun to see what he is doing with Leah's life and, yeah. her, and her voice she's a neat lady mm-hmm. all right well I've got some good news I wanted good. to start off with Hollywood which is an unusual topic <laughs> for you and I to discuss in terms of good news you know the Golden Globes were on Sunday I did not watch them and I'm not a huge you know media person I don't watch a lot of movies and we don't watch a lot of TV at home but uh, as I was watching some of the clips later it stood out to me that Michael Keaton had a very uh, for Birdman he accepted Mm -hmm. for Birdman and you know Michael's career in terms of the Hollywood spotlight wasn't very strong for many years people like what happened to Michael Keaton where did he go so Mm -hmm. there were some years during his career where you didn't hear much from him Mm -hmm. so he gets this uh, Golden Globe for Birdman and then about halfway into his speech he starts talking about his family roots his family values what he was brought up around and the, the minimal, um, the minimalist, you know, situation that they had a farmhouse with not much, a lot of kids in the family. And then he goes on to talk about his best friend that he actually raised because it's his son. So I just thought it was really refreshing. And even though this was Sunday night and it's Tuesday, or pardon me, Thursday now, I wanted to share this with you. Great. In the household in which I was raised, uh, the themes were pretty simple. Work hard. Don't quit. Be Appreciative, be thankful, be grateful, be respectful. Uh, uh, Also, to never whine, ever. Never complain. And always, for crying out loud, keep a sense of humor. My name is Michael John Douglas. I'm from Forest Grove, Pennsylvania. I'm the son, seventh child of George and Leona Douglas. And I don't ever remember a time when my father didn't work two jobs. When my mother wasn't saying the rosary or going to mass or trying to take care of seven kids in a run-down farmhouse, she was volunteering at the Ohio Valley Hospital where I was born in the hallway. (laughs) Wow. You know, I think wow. we don't think about that about some of these stars. That some of them did come from humble beginnings, and and, and obviously shaped him into the man he is. But also uh, helped him rear a son that has become his best friend. And I didn't know this about his son. His son apparently is a singer songwriter, and he's written for Madonna and Demi Lovato. And when I was researching, you know, this little sure. good news story, I came across him in August. He got married, and he wrote a song for his bride that mm. he sang at the wedding, and it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can look that up on YouTube. But um, here's the rest of Michael's speech. I've got six wonderful brothers and sisters. I have some tremendous, tremendously loving and generous friends all over the world. My best friend is kind, intelligent, funny, talented, considerate, thoughtful. Did I say kind? He also happens to be my son, Sean. I love you with all my heart, buddy. This is for all those people. 
Um, for all of them. Sorry, shoot. Two things I said I wasn't going to do, cry and give air quotes. <laughs> I'm so grateful, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. You have no idea what this means to me. And um, to come from the place where I come from, I'm proud of all my friends and my family. Thank you very, very much. I'm extremely grateful. Wonderful. What a, what a gift. What a gift. And what, how does that relate to us? Incredibly. Just incredibly yeah. to know that. And it also verifies to every single one of us that have worked with children, whether there are children or not, but that we do make a difference in the life. And we may not see it till we see Jesus face to face, but we are making a difference and therefore we do the very best we can. And in the discipline workshops that I do with teachers, there's a part in there that says, um, hard work done well feels good, not hard work done well. Now what's in it for me? Uh, it's the important part about what's taken feels good. Uh, and, and as a parent, as a teacher, as a Sunday school teacher, as a, a, um, a kid at McDonald's who, who you are managing, it makes no difference. But if you do the very best you can, and, and it does make a difference somewhere along the line, that kid will remember it. I think I mentioned the other day, just uh, someone helping me from Comcast. And overnight, I'd gotten someone in another country that wasn't very helpful and kept reading a script. <laughs> And tr- kept trying to sell us things in the middle of the night when I was trying to get my radio show up because I didn't have an internet connection. And uh, so anyway, I get someone in Seattle and he asks what I do. And I mentioned I did radio. And so that's why I needed the internet for my home studio. Uh-huh. And he said, uh, wow, you have a much better job or more interesting job than I do. Mm. I said, oh, you can be a blessing in any job. I said, you're really blessing me today because I can't do my job without, without you. Without you, right. Yeah, and so I think that you can minister to people and be a blessing in, in any job you have. My garbage man the other day, you know, when I brought him out some Christmas money, he was smiling from ear to ear, and now guess where my garbage cans are? They're not down by the street. They're up next <laughs> to my house. By your door? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, it is very wonderful of him because that's extra. That is, is extra. extra. But it was extra for you to to accredit him and yeah. to verify that he is a blessing. And, and that's he, huge. He loved it. His smile was so big. Okay, so I wanted to um, mention one more teacher story because you reminded me, you've talked many times about, you know, fulfilling moments in your teacher, teaching mm-hmm. and those kids that maybe you know the backstory of they're not being taken care of at Correct. home. They have very difficult situations. And then other parents might be like, well, you know, little Timmy did this and little Timmy did that. And you know little Timmy has no parents Blame at home him for or everything. in foster right. care or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And one of my girlfriends, Arlene, who's also in her 70s, who was a teacher, mm-hmm. she said to me the other day, one of her most fulfilling moments, and she turned to me, she said, I had many of those mm-hmm. in teaching. But she said she was in a little like kind of a farm community. This was a year, probably 40, uh, 50 years ago. And two boys came into her classroom where she had 12 year olds Hmm. and the boys were 15 and 16 they didn't read well their dad was in prison their mom was an alcoholic and she basically got the backstory that they moved you know every month and a half or so so they kept falling behind so she said that you know they didn't like to be touched they became the bullies generally because the kids would pick on them and she talked to her class and she said I have to credit those kids they all helped me with these boys because she said if they're they're to be included in every game they're never to be left out you're to ask them to play kickball you're to ask them to play all your sports here, you know, to make them feel included, explain how lunch hour works, everything. Mm -hmm. And she said after about a month and a half, they left and she gave them a lot of special attention. And she said one of the most touching moments for her as a teacher was when each of them hugged her before they left because they didn't want to be touched. Yeah, that they weren't used to Mm -hmm. hugging. And so that meant a lot to her because she knew that they that they recognized the love that she was directing 
to them that they weren't accustomed to receiving. And they'll never forget it. And that's they what I told never her. never forget it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. told her that. that they're, I remember Charles Stanley's sermon uh. once, and he was talking about when he was six. He'll never forget the teacher that complimented him. He overheard her, and he said, I know what she was wearing. I know what her hair was like. And he didn't mention it was a teacher, but he said, I still remember the compliment from when I was six years old. And he said, I remember exactly what she had said and exactly what she was wearing, and it was my teacher. And he said, I, she said, I really like that, Charles. <laughs> I really like that, Charles. And kids remember, and may I share that story that I shared once, I believe once before, after I retired from Jefferson County, I uh, signed up in Cherry Creek to substitute one teacher only, one, Judy. Judy hardly ever absent, hardly ever absent, which means I was hardly ever there. One time I am substituting for Judy in music, which also means I don't even have those kids all day long. I have them for 45 minutes, then a five-minute break, 45 minutes, a different group. Anyway, I'm mentoring, I'm monitoring outside the class as the kids are coming in. This second grade class is trotting past me. This little second grader never stops, never blinks, simply looks up to me. I had not been there for nine weeks prior, nine weeks, looks up at me and says, hey, you're wearing the same thing you wore last time. kidding I don't even know what I put on myself but the point being he remembered something about me and we we tend to forget that we are significant that uh, whoever God places in front of us today he's got us there for some reason so our senses Lord please show me how to be open to this help me to to respond favorably to what you have for the kingdom and that's what we do with children we do it with adults too yeah mm -hmm. to be very cognizant of you know the opportunities that may come knocking when uh, we're distracted that we have to be aware when God opens that door to touch someone's heart Um, this little boy just cracked me up because we talk a lot about kids and honesty and communication which you and I are going to further discuss a little bit later I've got a little interview with my kids and we'll talk about this parenting technique you taught me but this little guy we call um we we called him this morning the honest boy and so he's about five I would say and his sister's maybe two and she hasn't had and she's crying Mm. and so he he gives her a little tough love he gives her some tough love so let's take a listen to the honest boy is this the nap the nap A beautiful like, thing. He observed. <laughs> Did you have your nap today? <laughs> oh. No, I didn't. Well, you need one. I love that. Oh, my husband will say that to me too. Yeah. <laughs> Does he really? No, no, but he should because we we do. And I will tell you this weather too. When cloudy consecutive days and that sun doesn't break through, I, it puts me in a different frame of mind. You know, so I need that extra boot of nap or or coffee or you know somebody smiling at me. Yes. Yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. That gets to me too when we don't mm-hmm. have so much sunshine. Yesterday we were kind of socked. Oh in my goodness. A yes. few days where we haven't had a lot of sun. I think it's, see, it's trying to peek through trying. a touch there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I'm going to skip ahead to Jorge because we don't have a ton of time with Michelle because I like this kid theme we're on here. And this one I called Snow Brothers. And you know, you okay. think of teenagers, right? And you think, oh boy, trouble. I mean, sometimes oh, that's the do. first thing that comes to my head. Like, oh boy. So I love it that these three boys, these three siblings for years, what they've been doing is they collect all the snow in the neighborhood. They're in Minnesota, of course, where there's a lot plenty of snow. snow. Yeah. And um, rather than out, you know, carouse around town or making trouble, the three of them together for months, they've been working on this.
business since uh, uh, since November. Um, they make um, sea sculptures in their front yard, and every year they choose a different one. One year they made one that was as big um, a shark that you could ride on. They made a walrus. This puffer fish was amazing because each one of the little the little prongs out of the fish they, they had to make yeah. out of snow, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. So this year they did a, a turtle that's 37 feet long, so it literally fills the entire front yard. And so here are the boys talking about. Uh, this, you know, this, this this task they do together, this camaraderie as brothers, but also the joy that it brings the neighborhood because they so look forward to this sculpture that the boys work on for like a month. Hmm. Every year we try to do an animal that is like a sea creature because the sculpture is made out of snow, which is made out of water. So we kind of like to stay with the theme. We think it's a cool theme and we want something that everyone can recognize. We got all the snow from basically all our neighbors' yards. We took about snow from about 12 neighbors' yards and we took it from the tennis courts nearby. All the neighbors were telling us, grab all the snow you want. They love seeing the sculptures. I drove home from work and I saw it and I was really, really excited. It's awesome, they do awesome work. We started on November 14 and then we finished on this Wednesday. I think it took us over 300 hours. They're talented, talented boys. It's about 12 feet tall and 37 feet long and 31 foot wide. So it takes up our entire front yard. It'll probably be here till April. It depends how warm it gets, but the lights are on till 11 o'clock each night. So we tell people to come by and take a look for themselves. A lot of people, when they drive by, all of a sudden they'll put on the brakes, swing their head around and look at the sculpture. That's always fun to see. And also there are a lot of children that like just, you see the look on their face and they just look like they're in awe so much. It's just great to see. Mm, wonderful. Neat. It is. It is. And when you think of the temperature that they're working in, too. I know. Gosh, <laughs> we've been to Minnesota. Yes, we know I that. mean, they're as big as the head. Like, mm-hmm. they can sit on the head, these boys. So think about how big this thing is. Mm. You know, we were talking last week about um, the words need. You told me rather than say, "Don't kids, don't mm-hmm. do this. Kids, do this. Don't do that. You said um, to tell them, I need you to um, walk by me, not mm-hmm. run. I need You're setting you to the do. expectation. Yes. And then right. today you furthered that with some um, some other words well, of I got to thinking during the week that, yes, we need to um, give the kids our expectation because, honestly, they're learning, too, just like we are learning when we are going into something new, uh, a, a new occupation, a new marriage, a new friendship, whatever it is. We need to know what that expectation is. And how do you do that? Well, you do that by being around them. But for us to be with children, hey, Thad, I need you to sit over here with me, please. Thanks. Uh, and always using manners, always using the please and thank you, rather than um, don't sit there where you're going to bother your sister or don't run, stop doing that because a strong-willed child, you say that to a strong-willed child, it's like my husband saying to me, don't eat that, you're going to gain weight. I will I will eat three <laughs> brownies just to prove you wrong. You know, I, I, it's, it's that kind of a mentality. But I was thinking about those I need statements that, um, gosh, my husband and I, it took us, gosh, six or seven years before, um, bless his little heart, he finally said to me one time, um, Michelle, I need you to tell me when you need a hug, because I just assumed that he knew I needed a hug when I was feeling icky or whatever. He didn't. He literally didn't. Those I need statements, you know, honey, I just need you to help me with this, or I need to sit some time and visit with you about this situation. When would be a good time? Setting those things up in our mind with children or with adults, or people we love, or people at work, rather than starting a battle, a battle where it's going to be a no-win 
situation for for anybody. Well, one thing I love about my schedule is, you know, my kids are such a priority at five, seven, and nine, and I love this age there because there's so much fun is I can uh, take them to school many days Mm -hmm. and pick them up from school many days. So I thought in honor of you, Michelle, I interviewed two of them very (laughs) early this morning because they got up during my morning show. And so one of them got up at four and I got to snuggle her for eight minutes during a little break I had. And so here are um, Riley and Hope in a little interview about their level of happiness. All right, Riley, how old are you? Nine. What makes you happy in life? Um, a lot of things, and uh, my friends, my parents. Um, I have a lot of happy things. Do you? Yeah, you have a good life. Yeah. That makes me feel good. How about you, Hope? How old are you? Seven. What makes you happy in life? Uh, my mom. Do you like it when we spend time with you, mom and dad? Yeah. And we read with you a lot. Mm-hmm. And what makes you happy? Um, in like in you know with your friends in school and you know your life. Um, to play with each other. And are you, are you kind to each other? Mm-hmm. What do I yell out this, the window um, at the, when I'm dropping you off for school? I, I yell, be kind to others. <laughs> does that make you laugh? Yeah. It does. Love you. Love you. Mm, beautiful. Love it. And it doesn't have to be long. It just has to be quality. And that's exactly what you did with those kids. Quality time. Michelle, Ron, what's your website in case people want to reach you? Love it. MichelleARon.com. It's R-A-H-N. Thank we'll you. Right. Thanks, Michelle. We'll be right back with the good news. Christ's love lives in his word. The new 810 KLVZ. One in six children in Colorado are living below the federal poverty line, and A Precious Child is here to help. They are a wonderful organization that is devoted to making a positive impact in the lives of disadvantaged and displaced families in Colorado by improving their quality of life. Come on and partner with A Precious Child by volunteering your time or donating funds to assist the children of Colorado to succeed in life, school, and triumph in their future endeavors. They're also in need of donations of gently used clothing, computers, sporting equipment, and shoes. Discover how you can help at A Precious child.org. I know you have dreams and goals, but how do you reach them? Well, last year I learned. I met Carrie Conley with Infinite Nation. I attended her conference and I wrote out my vision. And so if people want to achieve their goals and attend the conference, Carrie, uh, you've got a discount for my listeners. Tell people what they'll learn. I do. So if you go to my website, infinitenation.com, you'll see all the information on the event of the year you do not want to miss if you plan to have a rock in 2015. My website is infinitenation.com. And we're two days of getting your vision down, uh, getting your mindset around money, learning how to market your business more effectively, uh, talking about health, writing a book for the year. It's truly everything and a great, big, awesome party called Viva La Vision Plan for Friday night. And I see it as a roadmap to success that you give us the highways to take to reach the goals, really, you know. Your website again, Carrie? InfiniteNation.com. How do they get the discount? They can simply email me through my website at InfiniteNation.com. And mention Angie and you get a discount. That's right. Thanks, Carrie. You know, I was living in my van at the time, and that's when I found myself in the, the park. There was no reason that seemed to go on. I had nothing to live for. I found myself sitting on that park bench with a bottle of whiskey in one hand and a gun in the other. Finished the whiskey and stuck the gun in my mouth and pulled the trigger. The bullet bounced off my C1 vertebrae and lodged behind my ear. I was in the hospital for about 10 days. 
and then after a thorough mental mental health evaluation, they pretty much booted me out on the street. And then everything went downhill. I started drinking. About six weeks later, I was in detox again, and a nice lady at detox just looked at me and said, boy, with your story, you need to get into a better program or you're not going to be alive very long. And she helped me get into the downtown Denver Rescue Mission, and, uh, and here I am today because of that. And I've got my great family. They love me, and I spend more time with them than anybody, and life is good. To find out how you can help people just like Joe, go to denverrescuemission.org. I don't know about you, but I love to shop, and I love a good deal. And my husband likes it when I get a good deal. You have to know about ARC Thrift Stores. On Saturdays, most items are half off. My friend Frances Owens, who is the former first lady you may know, also works for ARC, and she and I kind of have a running competition. Yes, we do. Now, what are some of the good deals you've gotten recently? Well, I just got a Dooney and Burke briefcase for $25. They run around three dollars to $400 perfect condition. I saw an Armani bag in there recently. I didn't get that one, but that was an incredible deal. I did get the coach bag, brand new with the tag still on it. It was worth about $200. And I paid, uh, I think it was $20. Well, I just have to say thank you to the people that are donating these things. Oh my gosh. There are so many amazing pieces you can find. They've got 22 locations and your website is if they want to find a location. www.arcthrift.org. And all the money helps people with disabilities. So you spend money and it goes to a great cause. Yay! We know Christ loves us. And he gave his son for us. His love lives on 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. You know, I love it when people hear the show and they write me with feedback. So I received this uh, email that said uh, that it was from Jerry. And it said, hey, we uh, love hearing your show. And we just heard your interview with a couple who've been married 72 years. And we want to suggest a local couple that you consider interviewing. They're friends of ours who just turned 91 and 93. And they've been married for 70 years. And as part of his 91st birthday, we went parasailing. Uh, He went parasailing for over an hour. And uh, he goes into that and then uh, talked about uh, the wife, Ginny, who'd retired from Macy's. So, of course, I said, yes, I would love to talk to Art and Ginny Lang. And so here they are in their 90s, 91 and 93. Um, uh, Ginny, apparently a bit of a cougar, uh, went for a younger man. Welcome, Art and Ginny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, if you've been married 70 years, you, you, you like each other. Yes. Yes. Okay. You answered right away. I know this stuff. Yeah, I'm just shaking my head. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit about how you met 70 some odd years ago. Well, you want to take... Go ahead, Jen. That's always been your story. Well, well, uh, (laughs) I I quit high school before I graduated my senior year, worked at a newspaper, because I could get a job, and jobs were hard to find. I finished at night school. And an associate that I worked with was dating Jenny's best girlfriend, kind of one of those lifelong relationships. <laughs> and they didn't really like the guy she was dating. Oh, Jenny was dating someone they didn't like. Well, she was dating an older man. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a university professor. And they said, you got to meet this guy. Well, finally we met. And I was smitten immediately. I, and I really didn't have much to offer by comparison. 
You weren't a professor yet. You were finishing school in night school, working at the paper. <laughs> yes. And you were a younger man, not an older man. Yes. Six, yes. And they told me to marry an older woman. But that wasn't in my mind at the time. Yeah. 16 going on 17, six foot one and a half. 129 pounds. So rather trim. You're trim. Yes. At 129 and over trim. six feet, that you're so, very trim. So what do I have to offer to lead this lady away from? Well, she the guy hopefully she, was she had to offer that she was a good cook because you apparently needed some good meals at the time. <laughs> a little too trim. Well, and looking at Ginny, I can she's beautiful, so I, I can see why you immediately were smitten. I think he fell in love with my mother. Mostly. Oh, oh. <laughs> Still, Spend time with her when I went out on my date. Oh, so you were still yeah, dating the he'd professor hide in the background, you know, while I was waiting for my date to come, and then uh, he'd stay and play Parcheesi or something with my mother. So, so you wait for Ginny while she went on a date with the older professor. I, I had hang out with mom. I have a few, you know, uh, maybe a little dinner. I, I had to. I had to get dates when I could. And I'd bring her back home, and I'd be in the kitchen when her date came to pick her up, <laughs> making faces at her out in the living room. Hilarious. And so you were just a teenager still. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, Junie, what did you think of this guy that was hanging out at your house, uh, you know, talking to your mom, playing games? Well, you went out with the older professor. There was a 16-year-old, and here you are, 18, and he's just kind of waiting around for you to return from your date. Well, I think I've thought it over all these years and wondered you know, what the attraction was because, I, you know. <laughs> she wondered all these years what the attraction yeah, was, well, Art. Yeah, and so I found out that um, I was um, the only child, and I used to dream about having an older brother or a brother, period. Okay, okay. And uh, I think this is how it started with me, that I just looked at him since he was younger than me, you know. I just figured he was going to be my brother and so you how did this change how how long did you keep dating the professor and you keep hanging out with her mother (laughs) she she finally tried to pawn me off with that brother stuff and i said (laughs) that's not what i'm here for (laughs) so how long did it take before you started dating and you ditched the professor Oh, it's, it was a good year, I'd say. Really? You hung out and played Parcheesi with her yeah. mother for a year until she'd go out with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of Parcheesi. And, and then, actually, the only thing I had to offer, I grew up during the Depression and the outdoors and the Boy Scouts and that kind of stuff. was. It didn't cost money, and that's what I had. She had not had much exposure to that kind of stuff. The outdoors. So that's the, that's the only asset that I presented. Uh, from my description, obviously, it couldn't be my manly looks. <laughs> so what? So okay. So what did what happened with the professor? A year. So you're still dating him. Yeah. And then you just decide that's not for you, oh, or you it, thought it, that art was pretty neat. Just had some kind of an argument, and that was more or less it. <laughs> And that was that. Well, Uh then how did Art express that maybe he, now that he was 17, he'd gone from 16 to 17 in that year, how did he express that he might want to take you on a date? Well, he um, finally decided to go into the Navy. That was a big part of it. And he was gone a lot of the time after that. Your mom uh, missed him. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, how can you turn down someone in a uniform? So did you end up finally asking her out? Did you ever make it clear you wanted to go out with her? Oh, uh, 
by Christmas, I'm, we met in September. By Christmas, I made eight dollars a week. <laughs> a week. I they took two dollars or twenty four cents out for Social Security, <laughs> and they paid in cash. And I put the two to one dollar bills back through the window for the savings account. Ah. Well, I I really wanted to make marks and outdoors with skating in Cincinnati, where we grew up. So I drew $12 out of my savings account. Which was two weeks of take-home pay. That's right. Oh. <laughs> so that's how impressed I was. And looking back on it, we should have kept those skates and bronzed them or something. Oh, because you took you skating. That was the big day. <laughs> yes. Did it, cost, it didn't cost $12 to go skating. Well, no, it didn't cost. It, it, the skates cost $12. Oh, you bought This skates. was in the public park, yeah. Oh, he bought you skates. Yeah. And my aunt said, you better hold on to him. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty sweet. So, so had you liked him before or when did, when did. Oh, the, yes. I've oh, always you did. Liked him. Yeah, he was, oh. he was so much fun and so lovable. And yeah, who, who could not like him, you know? So, so then after the skating, where did it go from there? Were you already in the military or did that come later? Yeah. We were on a date December 7th, my 18th and her 20th birthday. Oh, you were just turning 18. Yes, and that, that was Pearl Harbor Day. Yes. I worked at the newspaper and uh, with the people, the couple that introduced us. So uh, we took the girls home and went down the paper and it was kind of wild. Yeah. The next day, I was having to go out and pick up photographs that guys were killed at Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So you grew up in a hurry. Yeah, I'll say. And then a year later, I was in the Navy. And then from there on, again, the outdoor stuff overwhelmed. From, there, from there on, it was a case of uh, corresponding, writing. Were you at work when uh, when Pearl Harbor occurred, or were you not at work? Tell me about that day. We, we were on a date, December 7th, a Sunday and uh, had no idea what would be going on. Two o'clock, we heard the news. And, of course, <laughs> kind of like when Kennedy was shot, and those are the kinds of things that stick with you forever. Ah. And then you had to go to the homes of soldiers who'd been killed and get pictures of them from their families? Yes, and I'm 18, asking for the picture of their son. And it oh. was kind of like they were giving you their kids, you know. And so I'm, I matured real quick. I'll bet you did, going to the homes and yes. asking for those photographs yes. from the parents, yes. yeah, who wanted to share their beautiful children with you, but the emotion must have been well, overwhelming. Be, you know, be, uh, be sure I get this picture back and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you enter the, the Navy. Yes. And then where does it go from there? Uh, we were going to wait until after the war to get married, and I finally ended up uh, boot camp in Great Lakes and and school in Chicago and ended up in Pensacola. And the more I got to thinking about it, we had stacks of letters. We wrote back and forth. Well, look at her. I mean, she's pretty cute. I wouldn't take a chance either. Oh. I wouldn't wait. <laughs> I wouldn't have waited until the war was over. Are you crazy? She and there. That's exactly what Yes, you were no dummy, Art. <laughs> I mean, you already had that professor try to move in. Someone's going to steal that girl. You better yes. tie up the deal. And yes, that's... you better sign the deal. Yeah. So I came home on leave. We got married and went a thousand miles away from home, starting our life. Wow. So... All right. So did you know he wanted to get married on leave or did he surprise you? Um, boy, that's been so long ago. I don't remember. 
remember. You remember Art? Oh shoot. Yes. Um, yes. We. we yeah, we agreed, I think so. We agreed we would. Yes. Yeah, we okay. did enough letter writing back and forth. Yeah. I think that... And Mom obviously was on board because she knew <laughs> yeah. you were good with Parcheesi and all. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> well, let's talk about this. Seven years of marriage. Talk about you know so many people. I feel like these days you know we're all happily married here, and most of us you know we work in Christian radio, so a lot of us are really. Um, into our faith and our families and our marriages. But as we all know, that doesn't always secure a happy marriage. And uh, Jorge's been married. He's got his high school sweetheart, and he's not letting her go because she looks like you, Jeannie. I mean, he knows that's not happening again. So he is going to keep that marriage going well. And so, right, Jorge? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, uh, and I've been married for a little over 10 years now. So... What what are some of the things you think that have kept you together for seven years? I just feel like kids hit a bump in the road these days, and they're like, ah, well, I can do better, or I can, you know, I'll just move on. But then they have the same problems in the next relationship. I mean, the same problems really do occur in relationships that you need to work through. So whether you get somebody new, you're still going to have the same argument over the toothpaste or whatever it may be, you know. So what are some of the things that have kept you together and obviously still happy and laughing in your 90s? Go ahead, Jim. Well, I was 14 years old when I started playing the organ for church. And it, um, the minister said his wife is tired of playing. And if she taught, I played the piano. If she taught you how to play the organ, you know, would you play for church? So it was two services every Sunday, a German and then English. And I did that until I got married at 22, from 14 to 22. And I, I don't think I can remember ever missing a day Plain. after doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you said it with this, the values that you have. I'm bound to have them or I wouldn't have been in church that long. And so and it was important to you to get married and stay married and work it out. Absolutely. But you obviously Absolutely. made a good match because you were friends first. In, oh, yes. In, in retrospect, we realized our upbringing and our values were very close. So there was not a lot of adjusting. Besides a thousand miles away from home, nobody's running home to mom or whatever. <laughs> it's you got to make it work. Yeah. And we ended up in Pensacola after taking the train to Mammoth Cave and then to Pensacola, sitting on the marble floors in the downtown bank building at 7 in the morning, and we got a card with three addresses on it that we could possibly rent. Wow, three addresses, okay. And so we took a bus out there, and this was a one room. It had a two chairs and a table, an ice box, a kerosene two-burner stove, a porch had been closed in with a bed and a chest of drawers in it and a share of the toilet and shower. All right. So we, that's what we started with. Yeah, one room and a closed in porch. Yes. How much was the rent on that baby, on that beauty? <laughs> it was $18, and I gave her $8 and said, I'll give you 10 on payday. <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously started off with not a lot. Yes. And so talk about some of the highlights of the marriage and maybe some things that you've learned over the last 70 years of marriage. Go, Jenny. Oh, Your turn, Jenny. I remember them all. <laughs> well, I uh, married someone with a lot of ambition. 
and he had a lot of goals. <laughs> and when one fell through, we were ready for another one, you know. So you so, didn't let it get you down if one fell through. You kept on plugging away. Yeah. Quit. Don't right. quit. No quit. No quit. And we traveled around quite a bit. Well, we started having our family. And um, so that just added to it. But every time you turned around, we were moving. So we, we lived in many places. And when we look at football games, we could almost root for all of them. Because you know, <laughs> we've lived there for a while. You know? I love what you said, though, Art, about the no quitting, you know, on the marriage or the yeah. goals. Yes. Because um, it's a joke in our family. Um, uh, the kids even repeat it now. Um, we're not quitters. We don't quit in our family. Yes. And at one time when I changed jobs from TV to radio, they're like, well, did you quit? I'm like, that's different. They're like, did you? <laughs> because, you know, they're like, you can't quit in our family. Like, that's the deal, you know, or we don't miss practices for swim team. Well, other kids miss. Well, we don't. We don't. We just we have commitments. And I think that's a foreign thing to some kids, commitments. Yes. And that when you make a commitment to something, you keep that commitment. Well, I could tell you were brought up properly. Well, That's exactly the way we were well, brought up. I think it's know. my faith that really has helped yeah, me because I did is. have a difficult yeah. upbringing. But I think that, you know, God instills those things in your heart, you know, that Absolutely. are that can help you um, yeah. if you've make been a marriage raised work. that way, that's just part of you, you know. You can't ever get rid of it. Well, well, the drive was always for our family. Yes. And, well, and, your generation, and, I think, had a lot of that, too. And this outdoor thing just uh, continued with the family. And uh, we, we, all, we just had a good time together, always. Well, what would you, uh, as we run out of time here, what's one tip you would give to couples about making it work? What helped the two of you? And tell laughter. When, when, uh, laughter cures a lot of problems <laughs> i think that's true uh, we, we, we've gone broke more than three times to where you've lost everything and uh, you know <laughs> but not your love for each other that's, well, that's right what a blessing to have you both in i just had such a nice time with both uh, of you um <laughs> art and Ginny lang thanks so much for sharing your love story with us uh-huh. thank you Proclaiming the love of Christ, 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Carrie Connolly is here with me, and Carrie is a dream catcher. She helps us reach our goals. So you've got something big coming up that really helped me last year. Yeah, it's the event that I do every January called Success Unleashed Summit. Two days of getting clear on your direction for the year, who, what you stand for, where you're going, get more balanced in your life, make more money hang out with some amazing, amazing people, and I have four other speakers lined up as well. So it's just going to be an impactful two days, and you've got to start your day this way. And I'll be there helping you with the events. It should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. Last year I went as a guest, and I never really would have written my vision or goals down the way you asked me to. To be honest with you, I was skeptical, but for me, it really has been life-changing. So I highly recommend the Success Unleashed Summit. I'll be there with Carrie because, you know, it worked for me last year. How do people reach you, Carrie? Best way to find the information is InfiniteNation.com. January 16th and 17th, InfiniteNation.com. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. 
When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. ARC is about love and smiles and just acceptance. They accept you no matter what your disability is, your color, your race. They just love you no matter who you are and what you are. At any of the 22 ARC locations around town, you'll always find great-looking new and gently used clothes, toys, and more. But the good work your money is doing doesn't even stop there. ARC also supports more than 50 community organizations and provides vouchers to help with emergency clothing, disaster recovery, job interviews, and just about any economic challenge. All because of your donations and your shopping trips. It's the best place you could ever work. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Denver, this is Pastor John A. Moreland, Senior Pastor of the Denver Christian Bible Church. I'd like to invite you to join us for the radio program of Denver Christian Bible Church on our sister station. That's 1220 on the AM dial. You can find us Monday through Friday from 745 to 815. Again, that's 1220 on your AM dial every morning, Monday through Friday. And if you think we're having a good time on Therapy Tuesdays, wait until Tell you join us as we walk through God's word. It doesn't get any better than that. Come where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. God bless you. The Love of Christ, 810 AM KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. Well, if you want to be fit, have energy, live a long time, it isn't as complicated as you think. I think I was already kind of on the right track last year, a little over a year ago when I met uh, Dr. Joe Arvey. And Dr. Joe has a big event for us, which is going to teach us the five essentials of what we need to do to live longer, feel good. And in the course of all that, you lose weight. But I never get the impression that losing weight is your number one goal, Dr. Joe, because you said that's not where you're going to get your nirvana. That's not the promised land, the number on the scale. It's how you feel, how you look, lack of disease, having you know more energy energy and being there to fully live your life and take care of your family. Exactly. You know, losing weight or what we say being optimizing your weight, being at your ideal weight, your healthy weight is a side effect of making good choices every day weight. towards how you think, towards how you move, towards how your posture and nerve system is, towards the, what you put into your body through food or through drink. And if you do that on a daily basis and you do that the right way that works with your body, then losing weight, burning fat, building muscle, having uh, more energy, uh, being more fun to live with, reaching your goals is all as a side effect of, of a way of you kind of organically getting healthy and getting strong. And so what we try to do at this event on February 7th is give you the right map. You know, right now, if you come to our office, we have maps of California up and we say, okay, find Denver. And we, people are like, well, what's this all about? And when we explain it, they go, that's, that's kind of how it feels like trying to lose weight. That's what it feels like trying to set goals and achieve them. That literally, I, I, I'm trying to find Denver. I have good goals. I want good things. I want to be this person that God created me to be. But I just somehow... I'm following what everybody else is saying and not getting the results. So literally, I have the map of California, and and I'm trying to find Denver. And, it's, and no matter how much money you spend, no matter how many doctors you hire, no matter what you do, you're simply not going to find it. And so then we have a map of Colorado saying, find Denver. They go, oh, that's easy. And I'm like, yeah, let's find it together. And then 
and let's keep it that way. So literally what we try to teach on February 7th, what we teach in our office, is here's the right map on food to eat, on how to detox your body, on how to exercise, on how to think, and how to power your body so that literally you can lose 20 pounds in 30 days, but also achieve your goals and have literally an amazing 2015. That's what it's all about. Now, you talk to me a lot about the why. I think when you're just trying to lose weight, it's just this general like, oh, I want the number on the scale to go down. That's not a very big why. But if you want to have, you know, to be to achieve goals in your career, in your life, be there, be able to do things with your kids. Like I just went rock climbing with my kids. I don't want to be the mom that just sits there in the chair that's too big to rock climb or, you know, doesn't feel good enough to get to the top of the, you know, the wall. So your why, I think, has to be important enough. And I don't think a number is a big enough deal. Maybe if you're 20, and you're going on vacation, yes, that's a big enough why to get the scale down. But as you get older and you become a parent and you're in the real world, your why has to mean something to you for you to want to continue on the health path. And it's not just about losing weight. And in the five essentials that you're going to learn at this event, which, by the way, you're going to give everyone a really good deal that's a listener of mine. So let's go ahead and just lay out in case they want the information to come to the event to learn how to be a healthier person, um, give the info, and then we'll give a little bit more about what they're going to learn that day. Well, if you want to coming again like we always say the first five callers can get in uh, can get in as our guests for free but after that then there's a ten dollar discount too for for any of your call uh, listeners angie but literally the number to call is 303-349-6011 303-349-6011 or go to spinegeek.com and uh and then email us and say hey i you know i want more information and we'll send it to you and we'll get you tickets and things like that but that's really the easiest way to do this and it's gonna be at north glen colorado off 120th and i-25 at the north right glen off Rec it's Center. real right off the highway it's, it's really real right off there easy to find and it's from two to five on saturday september this i'm sorry saturday february 7th from two to five at the north glen rec center and we're really gonna have you come in and give you the right map so that literally in 30 days you can see life transformation happen if your goal is to lose weight great we'll show you the map and how you Literally, if you follow it, you could lose 20 pounds in 30 days. You could come up with a consistent exercise plan that you'll love. Literally, 12 minutes a day It's all it really takes. And you'll start sewing, you know, seeing changes happen in your life, and you'll say, yes, I can. Yes, I can be that person that I've always wanted to be, but now I have the right map. And now and now it becomes easy, and now you start to be, have more success. You become more functional. You feel better about yourself. You sleep better. Your hormones get back in balance, and it becomes easy. And here are some of the things I've learned. First of all, I was pretty much addicted to sugar when I met you. And I was just thinking to myself, boy, I don't... I eat it on a daily basis, and I'm trying to think of when I ate it last. I do eat some dark chocolate, but it's so low in sugar, I barely even count that anymore. So I guess Christmas time I may have had some, and but it's not a daily thing anymore. It doesn't where I consume like, you, Yes, does it? it does not run my day anymore where exactly. I'm like, oh, gosh, when, I, when can I get some sugar? Uh, the other thing, um, more energy. It's affected my workout because you have us do something that's basically fast, but um, you know, in terms of it's not a lot of minutes per day. You can do it in less than half an hour, as you mentioned, and it's kind of an interval-type workout where I do some Something fast then slow, fast then slow, where I take a little break. Yeah, base, just basic, easy movements. You make it as hard as you need it to be, but the key word is consistency. The key is consi- if I want a happy marriage, I have to consistently pursue my wife and love on her and date her. If I want to have a ha- happy children, I want to have to be consistent on pursuing them. If I want to have have retirement, I have to consistently save money. That the key word is bringing simple, consistent steps into your life on a daily basis so that you can achieve your dreams, achieve the body that you desire, look younger, feel younger, be your best, and really have fun doing it. And I said this morning, I used you as an example um, when I was on the radio, I talked about, look, you don't have to be Dr. Joe. You don't have to 99.9% of the time make the right choice. But me. how about I said if we 90% of the time make the right choice? What if we try to do it most of the time? Like 
add more veggies, take out a lot of those ingredients you can't pronounce, you know, and eat closer to the earth. Yeah. You know, what if we just tried to work towards better health? You don't have to do it hey, all the time. 60, but yeah. Yes, do, do it more often. 70% right, 80% right. You know, you're going to get results. That's the whole thing is, is knowing. I, I tell you, once you have the right map, it's easy. That's the thing is people are trying to use having a, a list of things to do and it's not going to produce the results that you want. And lots of times it's very expensive too. When you have the right map, when you see the simple things you can do each day, and it's not a lot. You know, we always, we always say, you know, work first and play later. That's how we do it. You put in your, your war plan. You know what you're going to do that day and you get the amazing results. All right, give the info on the event. 303-349-6011 or spinegeek.com. It's February 7th. From 2 to 5 p.m. at the Northland Rec Center. Love to have you. Get your tickets. And first five people that call will get in free. So call Dr. First five Joe's callers office. get in for free. Yep, 303-349-6011. Excellent. Or email me, angieaustinnews at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.